This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Hello, I hope you're well. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're enjoying your weekend stress-free. Um, not so stress-free for Everton supporters. Wow, Watford, what a display they showed yesterday. Unbelievable comeback. I'm so happy that football is back in my life once again. It really is bringing me flashbacks of that international break that I really could not stand at all whatsoever anyway we're going to say hello to everyone in the chat box please do drop a like on the video please do subscribe if you're new word of warning i feel like the tgt sneeze is upon me i can feel it i can feel the tgt sneeze uh, for those that are new listeners do have a habit of sneezing rather randomly during some of these morning shows i don't know what it is i don't know why it happens maybe it's because i don't dust this room enough but I can feel like I'm going to be sneezing. So uh, bear with me if you uh, do hear the uh, sneezes of uh, of a vulnerable guy sitting in a dusty room. Is, is what is going on. I don't know why I'm vulnerable. Vulnerable is the wrong word. You know what I mean. But good morning to all of you guys in the chat box. We've got Bungle, we've got Colin, we've got Steve, Jose, we've got Nick. Uh, good morning to you, John, Nikolai, Rancid, Sam, Steve, Chris. Uh, Olu, Nick, again, Gustavo uh, and Nicolas. Well. Hand on mute. The hand is on the mute button. Here we go. We ready? Going to go for a sniff. Didn't even hear that. Unbelievable scene, some skill, and uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> Let's kick on, though. Please, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Um, there's some really good stuff over there. You can watch about Mikel Arteta's press conference. You can actually go and watch Dean Smith's uh, <laughs> press conference as well, which is actually doing more successful views on the channel than Arteta, I noticed this morning. So uh, it's uh, it's funny. It's, it's, I think it's people share that same sadistic side of me that we like reveling in other people's misfortune when it comes to Arsenal and uh, watching Dean Smith's sad face as he tries to explain how he was absolutely bossed by Emil Smith-Rowe and co is, is actually very therapeutic for an Arsenal fan. And I'm not surprised to see it doing so well on the channel whatsoever we kick off with our first story of the day 
which is regarding uh, Rafinha of uh, Leeds. Now, unfortunately, for those that were hoping this is a transfer story, it's it's not, I'm afraid. <laughs> I know that a lot of you uh, were hoping that this was going to be a transfer story, but it's not. Uh, the only news is bad news for Arsenal because the injury that he faced in the game against Wolves, in which Leeds waited very late on to score their equaliser, and weird, wasn't it? I mean, I saw, I don't know if you saw this, but when Leeds scored uh, very late on against Wolves, their fans celebrated. Now, I, I'm confused because obviously Arsenal scored a very, very late equaliser against Crystal Palace and was slammed. They were absolutely slammed. Why are you celebrating? What are you doing? So those Leeds fans, I can't wait to watch or to listen back to some clips from probably TalkSport this morning where they are going to be heavily, heavily criticising those Leeds fans for uh, for celebrating that last minute, that last minute draw. Um, so I look forward to reading that. But specifically on Rafinha, he was injured in the game against Wolves. However, it doesn't seem to be that bad and he will be available um, for the game on Tuesday against Arsenal uh, if they do, of course, choose to use him. Um, so that's not such a positive thing. I'm actually planning on going to this game. Um, I've got the evening off that from work. So And the tickets are so cheap uh, for this game that I was like, yeah, you know what? I've got the bug for going back to Arsenal whilst I can. And uh, I'm hopefully going to be down there with Mikey Boy once again and plenty of other people, I'm sure, as well. We move on to what Gary Neville has been saying about our owners, the Cronkies. He says there is not enough or there isn't enough communication between them and the fans at all. And they're left to wonder sometimes what the project is, what the real long-term plan is. I feel that's really poor. Ultimately, there isn't that direction publicly from Arsenal. And it made me think, the re I wouldn't usually just throw up some random quotes about the ownership. You can find them wherever you go on social media. But this came out yesterday and I wanted to highlight it because it made me think for a second about that promise that Josh Kroenke turned around and said that he wanted to do more fans forums. He wanted to speak to more fans. That was that was back in April. Now, the club released uh, a press statement a while back saying that they would be doing at least three fan forums a year. Now, I'm not in the circles that would know whether or not when the dates are for these. And if you are, and if you're watching someone, please do reach out and let me know. But we're we're in October now. There's two and a bit months of the year left, believe it or not, time's flying. And yet we still have had that one fans forum. I'm trying to think if there was another fans forum. I can't, for the life of me, think that there was another one. And so if they fail on their first promise and I'm pretty sure that there was no date attached to this promise of saying at least three fans forums per year. I assume that meant the year that they released the, the press statement, and it was this year, and they've already done one. How they're going to squeeze in two more before the end of the year, we'll wait and see. I am really genuinely... I'm not surprised. I was going to say shocked. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. It's just once again, it's, it's once again really, really just commonplace to be lied to um, by the ownership and if there is any way that we can reach out and find out more about this we will but the fact that they are not um, doing another fans forum it seems maybe not even this year I can't I haven't been able to speak to anyone maybe someone's a member of the AST Bungle saying he's an AST member I should get updates on that I mean if you've heard anything about another fans forum before the end of the year um, I, I don't know 
but uh, there's only been one so far. Uh, they may be, maybe they mean per season, Chris, but I'm pretty sure it said three a year. So that's uh, that's what we would be doing. And uh, yes, as Diddly Squat says, uh, like your mum would say, I'm not angry. I'm just to put, uh, that's a lie that I am a bit angry. I am angry at the ownership and I can only be angry at the ownership because they are not doing their job properly. Um, Guardiola has been speaking about Mikel Arteta's chances of getting Arsenal back into the top four and even in regards to a title race, which I found very funny. Um, he says, top managers guiding the clubs. Arsenal is growing one game a week and they will be up there. Chelsea, of course, Liverpool, United, many top clubs, but that's why it's the best league in the world. So be proud to be living these moments in your country. It's a privilege. Um, <laughs> uh, Guardiola has always been a bit of a backer as Mikel Arteta, oh, they're best mates of course he would be, wouldn't you expect any less of the man I think when it comes down to whether or not Arsenal are going to be up there challenging for the top four it's speculative, if you're talking about Arsenal as title challengers, it's fantasy stuff, you, we aren't going to be up there, what I would say is that with that win, and with Everton losing and with Brighton losing, suddenly the Premier League table Looking very, very interesting. I know I know I do this to myself a lot. I'm an optimistic person, so I like to be a little bit optimistic. But Arsenal currently a point away from fourth place, <laughs> um, which is just ridiculous. So many teams are on 14 and 15 points. Um, there are a few teams that still have to play. Spurs, United, West Ham, uh, Brentford behind us as well can still go above us. Leicester could also still go above us um, if they were to win their game. Uh, as well, but obviously Leicester, I think, are playing... Uh, who are Leicester playing? Are they playing Man United? They can't be playing Man United. They beat them. I know that Spurs are playing West Ham. Man United are playing Liverpool. Um, so we'd hope that Liverpool were going to be getting a win in that one. And Leicester look like they're playing... Um, who's it they're playing? I can't work it out. I think it's... Maybe it's... Maybe it's maybe it's Spurs. I don't know who they're playing. Why can't I find out who they're playing? Is it Brentford? That's it. All I had to do was click on Leicester. That's all I had to do. <laughs> they're playing. They're playing Brentford. So there you go. Um, thank you, Chatbox, for uh, letting me know. Uh, <laughs> it's too early in the morning sometimes to work out my computer and why it's not working. Um, but that's a decent game. Maybe one of those two can take a point off one another. Man United and Leicester. Man United and Liverpool and Spurs and West Ham. They're all playing each other. They're going to be taking points off one another. It's interesting. That's all I'm saying. It's really intriguing where we are now in relation to the rest of the table after everything that has been said and everything that's happened. We're six games unbeaten. It's a really good run. But as I said in the podcast yesterday, this is now the point where we need to build. This is the point in time where Arsenal need to push forwards and push on from these unbeaten games. And to be honest, the first real full performance of these six games yesterday, two days ago against Aston Villa was the only game where you can say we played well for 90 minutes, or near as 90 minutes as you can do. That That's the only one that we've got. And so that's what we need to do from now on, is we need to build from this performance. And I mean against Leeds as well, even though it's a League Cup game, you need to continue that momentum. We're actually seven games unbeaten, if you include the other League Cup game against Wimbledon. So this would be eight games in all competitions unbeaten if we were to go through against Leeds. So it's important that we continue this on. And it's what I want the club to be continuing in doing. Now, Mark Overmars has been speaking about, uh, or rather has been spoken about by his uh, former, well, I don't know if they're former international teammates. I'm not sure if they ever played together. Um, but their fellow countryman, uh, Raphael van der Vaart, former Spurs midfielder, of course, he says, it doesn't surprise me 
um, regarding links between Overmars joining Newcastle's executive setup. We spoke about this the other day. He says, maybe it's a nice challenge at Newcastle United, but I think he would much rather go to Arsenal. He has more of a connection there. I don't think he's going to do this as in move to Newcastle. Um, would you take Overmars at Arsenal is the question that we ask. And if so, why would you take him? Because it's a very different job to what he has to do uh, at Ajax. They're very much about buying young, developing youth, selling them on. They want to be as competitive as they, as they can be in the Eredivisie, but it's a, it's a different kettle of fish for Ajax than it is in comparison to someone else. And that's that's the issue, um, is that we want to see, we want to see obviously, Arsenal in, in the best place possible. But is the model that's used at Ajax the way to get us there? And does Overmars coming in mean that it would just be the same model? Or is he capable of being a little bit more adaptable and, and changing the way that he's working? We will have to wait and see, I assume. Uh, is this the last story? Yes, it is. This is the last story of the day. Now, I didn't put this on the title. I didn't put this on the thumbnail. I didn't put this on uh, in the description. But I wanted to talk about it. I didn't want this to be the reason why you clicked today's video as well. I was going to talk about this. It's not what I want from this. But I want to address it. You've probably seen a couple of videos circulating around your social feeds yesterday. And, and at TGT, we always... We always tackle this stuff. We always talk about the, the the social stuff in regards to Arsenal. We always address these sorts of things. And I always want to get your thoughts and your feelings and your comments about these things as well because I feel like we've built up a very responsible community here that gen, generally, 99% of the time, um, knows the right way of thinking about this sort of stuff. Ty from AFTV has been... Um, to put it frankly, abused a number of times. Um, you probably saw a video, I think it was during the Palace game where a fan went up to him and self-recorded a video uh, and said F AFTV, basically. Um, yesterday, another video emerged of another fan um, going up to Ty and naming themselves. And it's important I didn't show any faces in this video because I don't want to give them the the uh, the credit or the, the airtime that they don't deserve. And um, did the same thing to Ty, which Ty got quite irritated, as you can imagine he would do, and grabbed for the guy's phone and then was get, being filmed by other people as well at the same time. I mean, you know that it's going to be awful because who's filming someone going up to take their own selfie? Like You are very obviously filming because you know that something's about to wind him up or something like that. And then... There was another video that's emerged uh, of basically this guy that you can see whose back's turned to the camera at the moment, um, going up to Ty and being very threatening uh, and being very confrontational. And you've got a steward there and Ty's backed himself back into the stadium for his own protection. And I don't blame him because this person doesn't like AFTV. And so because they don't like AFTV, they feel that it's necessary and they feel the need to go up and confront one of the nicest guys. Um, now, people know where I sit with AFTV. I don't really watch it. I sometimes watch back some of what my pals say, like Judges or Potsy, uh, even though I don't disagree, don't agree with a lot of what's said. Um, I very rarely tune in. And, it, and that's the same advice as I give everyone. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to let it bother you. Like if, if it's bothering you, you that's your fault. You have the control not to see it. You can block, you can mute words, you can block accounts, you can do whatever you need to do whenever you see anything pop up to get rid of it from your timeline. You can talk to it. If people bring it up in conversation, you go, I don't watch it and I don't really like it and I don't really want to talk about it. And you have control over that. 
And when people tell me that it's so big, it's so massive, it's so influential that they have no control about whether they see it or not, whether their influence is there, support of the club, that's a lie because you do have control. You control your own actions. You can control what you see. You can block, you can mute, you can move away. You can tell people you don't want to talk about something. That's down to you. Um, and Nick, no, one of the big problems is it isn't just kids. And this is why I'm addressing it. And I didn't address it on the first one because it's not just kids anymore that's doing it. It's grown adults that are approaching members of AFTV, threatening them, bullying them, taking the mick out of them. And the amount of people I saw online yesterday talk about how, firstly, if you're going to do it along the lines of like, Ty is the nice one. Like, Why would you do it to Ty of all people? And I, I appreciate the sentiment of those statements, but it shouldn't be like that. I don't care if it's Ty. I don't care if it's troops. I don't care if it's Robbie. I don't care if it's judges. I don't care if whoever it is. It's not right. Whoever has it done to them. If you don't like their opinions, you don't have to subscribe to them. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to comment on it. It doesn't have to affect the way that you support your club. I'll tell you, I went to uh, the game on uh, on Friday and I didn't have to en engage with AFTV at all. I was with people from AFTV. I was with judges at the pub um, alongside a lot of other our friends and people that have been on AFTV like Mike um, and has worked with people at AFTV. And we didn't talk about AFTV at all. We talked about the game. We talked about our lives. We talked about what we've been doing. And then we went to the game and I didn't have to deal with it either. Um, there was actually some, actually that's a lie because actually in the stadium, unfortunately, there were some really stupid fans that were singing that horrific chant about Robbie once again. So my, my, my experience of the game is now actually being more negatively affected by the people that are trying to diminish or not even diminish, that's the wrong word, that are abusing AFTV. These people are making a bigger mockery, a bigger embarrassment of our club than their thoughts towards AFTV by a long, long distance. These people are more embarrassing to us. Way more. They are de demeaning the club. They're diminishing its class. They are embarrassing us way more than they think that AFTV is embarrassing the club about anything. It's ridiculous. And more needs to be done. I hope that it's addressed. I hope that Robbie addresses it on AFTV as well. I hope that he doesn't let Ty suffer in silence. I hope it is addressed. Um, and I hope that something's done about it. And I think the stewards around the ground, if they see it, needs to be doing more about it as well. Um, because this person in this specific video here that really confronted and threatened Ty, um, it's not right. And it's not okay. If you go to a football game, you should feel, you should be able to feel safe. You should be able to feel like you're going into somewhere where you're going to watch the team that you love and support and that you're not going to have to worry about your safety. No one should go to a football game ever and worry about their own safety whatsoever. So it needs to change. It needs to stop. Um, if there is any way to stop it, support those causes. But if there's, if you see anyone tweeting abusive things about anyone, no matter if it's AFTV, no matter if it's me, whether it's anyone else, report it. You don't need to do this. You don't need to act this way. Like People need to grow the hell up and realize they've got control over their own actions. It's as simple as that. Um, I did say I want to get your thoughts. Um, 
in the chat box. Nambro says, I think they're doing it to Ty because they know they will get a reaction. By the way, I respect Ty. He might have some interesting takes, but I respect him. Um, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that that is one of the reasons as to why. Um, we, you, we've seen Ty react very um, reactionarily, if that's a word, um, to think. So, yeah, absolutely, that's the reason. Uh, it's, it, and it doesn't it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it okay whatsoever. Um, Steve says, I haven't I haven't seen or heard about the videos until now. I'm saddened and sickened by incidents of this nature. Ty comes across as such a pure soul. I mean, if there's anyone that you ever have to doubt that their support of Arsenal, it's not Ty. This guy is, is so, so committed um, to Arsenal Football Club, to defending them. Um, I mean, you see from his comments, and I may not agree with everything he says, but this person defends his club of his absolute life and with everything that he has to, to defend Arsenal with, he defends them. So the fact that people feel the need to go up to a fellow Arsenal supporter and threaten them because they put their views across on a platform that they may not like is ridiculous. Uh, Magamo says they're jealous of all the money, uh, of all of them that are making money from AFTV and are set for life. I have absolutely no doubt that they are jealous of it. Like it, Money is part and parcel of what comes with uh, this level of traction, this level of viewership, it's just part of the game. It's just part of what happens. And if they aren't, if they can't deal with that because they're insecure about their own well-being and their own welfare or their own wealth, I suppose, then that's even more embarrassing to themselves. Um, but if it's jealousy over money, geez, that's ridiculous. Um, Sam says, James on AirTV is positive and constructive. Graham is very analytical. Dan Potts and Lee are on there a lot. They make up a lot of the channel. Can't see why anyone would say that anything negative about them. I mean, I had a really com good conversation with James the other day at the, um, at the Football Content Awards. I've never spoken to him before. Really lovely guy. Um, I had a really good long conversation with troops. And for those that know troops and have spoken to troops in real life, you know that he's he's a, he's a really nice guy to speak to. Um, so it's if your judgment is of something that you see when what when people are watching football, talking about football, football in itself is very it's very provocative as a sport because we care about this club so so much that it's going to cause some extreme views. Now I'm not justifying those extreme views. I'm just saying that football in itself is always going to cause people to go to a very extreme level. Now, I always would be critical of people going too far and saying some things that are abusive, and we always stamp down on that side of things. But I have a level of understanding when people say certain things. I just don't accept it. I understand why you're angry. I understand why you say things. I don't accept it, and you need to, you need to not do that. But I understand those reasonings and because i understand it i can forgive and i can you know i can say if you're gonna if you're gonna change your ways if you're gonna do something different i can accept that i'm not gonna write you off forever it's just i just can't understand the the violence that gets associated with it because nothing is some people go and i saw a comment and i actually you know what i will say it like richer from over and over and over again I completely disagree with where your point of view was on a on a tweet. I think it was Holly, and I know a lot of people. Have, I know a lot of you will follow Holly on Twitter. Gilberto uh, Silva certainly does. Um, put a, a very kind tweet saying about how inappropriate it is for people to be bullying Ty. And the response from Richard that I saw was effectively just, "Oh, but didn't AFTV bully Wenger?" 
Now, if we want to have a discussion about how Wenger was talked about during that period on the channel, we can have a conversation about that. And I disagreed a lot with how he was spoken about on the channel. However, the attitude of an eye for an eye is never, ever going to sort these situations out trying to justify and by the way of all the people that are, that were doing anything it certainly wasn't Ty saying any of that stuff against Wenger like was being insinuated so to talk about someone like Ty and to say oh that video is fine what they're doing is fine because of how people on that channel that weren't that person spoke about Wenger in a footballing context is so broken so so sadly broken and so misguided and just it was i'll be very real it was stupid to, to even suggest that 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 because wenger was criticized or as far as abused on the channel that it's okay for someone to be threatened someone to be bullied that didn't even say those things because they share a platform is the is the kind of it's the generalizations that make this world a very dangerous and horrible place to live in sometimes. Because when you start to associate people's opinions based upon their attachment to something or their association with something that they don't share the views of, that's where you get into some very, very sticky situations. And so, Richard, I would suggest that you really educate yourself on that because it simply was not a fair reply and not a fair comment and did not justify what was going on to tie in any way, shape or form. Um, so Hill says, for all the stick that AFTV gets, you have to appreciate their rise. Uh, they have travelled with the club everywhere and put their own money in for it. So they deserve everything for the hard work they put. Like, I have no doubt Robbie puts in a hell of a lot of good work and hard work to, to, to get the channel where he was. It's not perfect and Robbie isn't either. And I've been very critical of some of the things that have happened at AFTV and I think more should have been done to tackle some of them in better ways. But you live and you learn and hopefully the next time those things come up, they will react differently. I'm a, I hate cancel culture. I used to think that it was a good thing, like, you know, get rid of all the people saying these things. Actually, no, it's not. You need to educate people. You need to give people a second chance. You need to turn around and be like, if there's an opportunity for these people to change the way they're doing something, especially when they've got a platform the size of ARTV, that's the way to do it. That's how you deal with it. You show by example that you've changed. Cancel culture is a horrible, horrible thing. And uh, it should be always about education and giving people a second chance to turn things around because otherwise you're just going to breed anger. You're going to fester and just, it's just, you're going to marinate this level of hatred because if someone's cancelled, all that's going to happen is they're going to join up with a lot of other people that have been cancelled and fight back and be even worse and grow that negative side. When you actually give people a second chance to say, hey, look, you want to come back different person that's why we that's why and ironically it sounds contradictory but the reason why i block people a lot on the channel is because i say if you want to abuse the manager if you want to abuse someone in the chat box for having an opinion if you want to call someone delusional for their view i'm going to block you but if you want to create a new profile and come back and be different you're more than entitled to do that i'm never going to set a system where if the system recognizes somehow that you've made a new account that it's going to automatically block you no you're going to get that account blocked. You can come back and make a new account and you can be different and you can be more respectful. That's how we run this. So, and it's the same thing for this is you can't just cancel people. You can't just cancel their right to have an opinion and for that opinion not to then change if it's a wrong viewpoint to have on a topic. Um, Christopher says, were you singing Tottenham get battered everywhere they go on Friday? I could hear it from the crowd quite a lot. Yes, I was. I very much like it. <laughs> Chant is just great. 
because they do get battered everywhere they go. They're getting beaten left, right, and center, and it's it's just fantastic to to sing that song. Um, that's thanks, Audrey. Really appreciate that. If you could smash a like on the video, I really would appreciate it. Um, Sam says it's a shame that their mistakes of the past getting abusive of fans have led to this. I hope it doesn't get worse or physical. Um, unfortunately, it does look like things are getting physical now, as you saw from this video. Um, unfortunately. Um, as he says, all Gunners must unite cause uh, well fans for Arsenal Football Club. Uh, I think I think I understand what you're saying there, Aziz. Yes, Arsenal fans should unite. We should be together. We should be supportive. You can have a different opinion to someone, but if you start belittling people for having a different view to you, when it's like when it, when the opinion of that person is it's put forward respectfully, it's put forward with reason, then what are you doing, like? grow up just just grow up chris says i think for many of us aftv was the entry point for arsenal content on youtube thanks them youtube algorithms showed me tgt i mean i this channel would never exist without aftv i probably never would have the job that i have if aftv didn't exist either and that's not my reason to defend that's just part and parcel of the where we are you probably wouldn't be watching this channel and you definitely wouldn't be watching this channel if it wasn't for aftv opening the floodgates for other channels to start and for to inspire other people to do their own thing. There are people out there that have got massive channels, massive Twitter accounts and followings because of their involvement with AFTV, and that's because of AFTV's existence in the first place. Um, you may be a foreign supporter that's never been able to watch an Arsenal game in your life, but you feel closer to the club because of the video content put out by AFTV and the channels that have been spawned because of its existence. So much good has come out from this. So much so much good for the club. I mean, there is an argument to say out there that the, the amount of people that watch content around Arsenal and watch and now have a better connection to the club is because AFTV opened the floodgates um, for, for more channels and for everything else to happen. Um, it, that that's that's the problem. And if you if you're so angry about this that you feel that you need to go and approach someone on there with the threat of physically assaulting them then then I don't I don't think I don't think there's much we can do to help them bar report them and act upon it and try to encourage the right actions to be taken so that these people can be removed from games and these people can be a less of a threat to people that want to go to games whether you've been on AFTV or any other channel or have never been to one in your life and yet you want to go to a game knowing that you feel safe and I'm not sure that Ty does right now. I'm not sure that Ty does feel safe when he goes to games. And that should never, ever happen. It should never, ever happen. Because, I mean, Ty, of all people, has, has never, to my memory, done anything to be worthy of someone threatening him in a physical manner. So there you go. Um, Steve says, Thomas, you've just mentioned, uh, I would like to say a big thank you for how you command standards in the chat box, regardless of viewpoint or membership status. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. I mean, I read out people's comments, whether they're members or not, uh, whether they're um, whether they're putting out, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, whether they're throwing in a super chat or whether they're throwing in a normal comment. We, I just read the comments because we're a community here and that's that's what matters. Venkatesh, speaking of which, says, Tom, to be honest, AFTV are more focused on making money than supporting the club. They literally abuse the club and manager. Pundits watching Arsenal fan content, AFTV will pop up and all fans are judged on. Look, it's your opinion, Venkatesh, that you think that all Arsenal fans are judged upon what is being shown by AFTV or what AFTV or anyone that's been on there has said on a, on a media platform. That's your opinion. 
if it's your choice um, to choose to believe that the Arsenal fan base is represented by anyone on AFTV appearing on Sky or BBC or whatever, that's your opinion. I don't agree with it. I don't think that's the case. I think that Sky or BBC or whoever has gone to Robbie on AFTV and said, look, you got a big platform. You're very recognisable. Let's get you on. Let's hear what you have to say on this topic. But the truth is, is people like Harry Simeu go on Sky. People like Sophie from the Highbury squad go on Sky and have their thoughts and her, thoughts heard and their opinions heard too. But I don't see people turning around and saying, oh, Harry doesn't represent me or Sophie doesn't represent me. But because of this uh, viewpoint of, of Robbie, that's what gets brought up. Does Harry represent my views on Arsenal? We share a lot of the same opinions, but I wouldn't say that he represents my view because I represent myself, as I'm sure you represent yourself. Does Sophie's views represent my views? No. Sophie has her own viewpoint. I have my own viewpoint. And just because Sophie will go on Sky or Harry will go on Sky or Robbie will go on Sky, it doesn't represent the viewpoint of Arsenal fans. It literally says their name and underneath it, Arsenal fan. It is the representative point of an Arsenal fan. If you are so sensitive to believe that that person speaking on a media platform is representative of the entire Arsenal fan base, unless they say the words... I speak on behalf of all of Arsenal fans when I say, of which, from memory, that has not happened. If you can find a video showing to me where any of those people I've mentioned say, on behalf of the Arsenal fan base, I say, and then go and use their opinion, then you've got a leg to stand on. But they don't represent us. They don't represent me, and they may not represent you. They represent their own opinion, and you don't have to be sensitive about that. That's all I would say on that in that regard. Uh, Mark, great interview with Clive, James and Pippa on the Marble Halls. If you haven't watched that, go and watch it. I text Clive after that. I says, <laughs> he's, he's having an amazing time. He's having a great, great time at the moment. He's, doing, he's done some great work helping the Arsenal supporting supporters movement, um, which obviously has been going ahead with the adverts. for the. Uh, they've done the hairdressers. They've done the Tollington. They've done the, the, the car repair shop so far. Um, there's there's more coming. I'm in a made, I'm made aware that there are more coming. There's these films, quite a few of them as well. Um, so I look forward to seeing where this goes even more. But uh, it's, it's there's been some fantastic stuff that's taken place so far, and it's really 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 good to see. Um, Sam says, "How good was the interview with Jamie and Gary with Gunner Blog and Co? It was a really great conversation. Um, exactly, it was a really really good thing. And you know what?" Clive and James and, and Pippa, they weren't speaking on behalf of Arsenal fans. They were speaking on the behalf of themselves as an Arsenal fan. If you think that they were representative of the Arsenal fan base, that's your opinion. I think you're wrong because they don't speak for all Arsenal fans. They're speaking from their own viewpoint as an Arsenal fan. That's the issue. That's how you need to separate those things. Um John says, the amount of conversation in the chat shows how divisive AFTV is. If you don't like them, then just don't watch them or pay them any attention. Look, it's Arsenal. Football is divisive. Opinions are divisive. When you start having opinions on football, they're going to be divisive. Not everyone likes me. Trust me. You go onto Twitter and you can see plenty of stuff that shows it. Anything you say about football is going to be divisive. Having an opinion on football is divisive because it's very difficult to find anything that everyone has common ground on. Uh, and that that for me is, you know, th that is, that's the issue. 
uh, is that if you can't accept someone having a different opinion to yours, this probably isn't the game that you want to be in. And I'd probably get off social media because it's probably not for you, to be fair. So he says, Tom, whenever there is a protest or something, the media interviews AFTV members as if their views are everyone's views. I mean, no, Tony. That's your interpretation of what you're seeing. But if if Robbie or anyone that's interviewed goes, on behalf of all Arsenal fans, I believe this, then you've got a point. Then you've got a point. If they say something like the word we, we, that's not the same thing. Because I say we a lot when talking about Arsenal because I consider Arsenal a community as a fan base. And if I was asked about the ownership, I would say we as Arsenal fans are, you know, we're not happy with where the ownership's going. It's just, it's part and parcel of football language to say we. You always say we when you're talking about, you. when someone asks you about Arsenal in a conversation and you're talking about us and you're talking about other, you're talking to say other fans of other teams, you often find yourself saying the word we all the time. Yeah, we're not happy with Arteta. We're not happy with this. Yeah, we could be doing better right now. It's just part and parcel of the language. Um, it's part and parcel of what goes on. Um, and so... They interview them because they're recognisable figures, because people know who they are, and it's good for viewership. It's absolutely good for viewership. You can't you can't scoot around that side of things. It's really good. Like if Sky Sports put up a video of of a supporter of Arsenal that has never been on anything, that is a complete stranger to most people, and they've never been on to a medium before. And you put that on Sky Sports YouTube channel and say you do another interview with Robbie from AFTV and you put that on Sky Sports YouTube channel. What do you think is going to get more views? What one do you think? Because I don't think it should take you long to come up with an answer to that. So that's why they interview them. They don't interview them as people that are representative of the entire Arsenal fan base. They interview them because they know what is going to draw in the most attention. That's why they speak to them. I mean, even with Clive and James and Pippa, with Monday Night Football, Clive is a very well-respected and followed person on Twitter, as is James, as is Pepper. And so <laughs> that's that's why they did that. It's it's just part of media. It's just part of what it is. Um, but Tony, again, I see what you're saying. You're right, I understand what you're saying, but it's the perception. But Tony, you have a choice of how you choose to perceive it. You have a choice about how you choose to understand what's going on. If your perception is that, they are speaking on behalf of all Arsenal fans. Unless they have categorically said, I, and I've said this now a number of times, unless they categorically say, on behalf of all Arsenal fans, I believe this, or we believe this on behalf of all Arsenal fans, then that's your opinion. It's, it's You can't criticise AFTV or Robbie for being interviewed on Sky or on BBC or on a big media platform for, for talking like they represent all Arsenal fans. Because unless they say that they are, that's your opinion. And that's when you have any weight, is when they say that they are speaking on behalf of all Arsenal fans. That's when you've got a weight to the argument. But until they do that, it's just your opinion that they are speaking on behalf. And if you feel that way, I'm sorry. And I would maybe suggest just not watching. <laughs> just don't watch anything to do with it. Um Maximus says, hi, Tom. Totally disagree with the way that Ty was treated. Anyone for that matter, but there's a reason why AFTV is so famous. They thrive on negative publicity and most rivals know AFTV than any other. I've got news for you, Maximus, uh, and you may not like it, but human nature, 
is to thrive on negativity, is to thrive on drama. It's why we have drama and reality TV shows that are so popular because we as humans love drama. And when it comes to football, especially with Arsenal, I think we can all agree that the last 10 years have not exactly been that fruitful in comparison to some of the successful <clears throat> times that we've had. And we've gone through a lot of awful periods as a football club during these last 10 years. And so I agree with you that the growth of the channel has definitely been associated with um, the level of bad things that have happened over the last 10 years. But that's not AFTV's fault. <laughs> they are documenting, if you like, this last 10-year period. And bad things have happened. And rival fans will watch that because they enjoy it. I tell you, I love, love watching Mark Goldbridge's highlights when Man United lose. I think it's hilarious. I think it's so, so funny seeing rival fans absolutely gutted when their team messes up. It's great. It's entertainment. It's part of what makes us human. We love this stuff. And so absolutely, abs I mean, our biggest, and I talked about this yesterday, our biggest viewed video on the channel this summer was when I lost it when when uh, Emmy Buendia signed for Aston Villa. I think it's got upwards of like 25 or whatever thousand views. Like, And we average out about, what, a few thousand views a video? And that absolutely went mad now it was not my intention for that video to get so big i was really annoyed about aston villa getting buendia which by the way based on yesterday's before or two days ago performance i shouldn't have been because <laughs> he wasn't anything was he i'm happy to be wrong in that sense but people just love that and the algorithms on youtube love that as well and they really do put forward that stuff um and that's that for me is it's not i can't go to i can't point to AFTV and go i hate you because you have, they've not contributed to our Arsenal. Anyone that thinks that AFTV have anything to do with Arsenal's decline, I'm sorry, but you could not be more off the mark. Like It has nothing to do with the where Arsenal are. Arsenal are in charge of their own destiny. If, if I'll tell you what, if AFTV had anything to do with where Arsenal are, I wouldn't be annoyed at AFTV. I'd be annoyed at the club for allowing a fan channel to dictate their direction as a football club. That's what I'd be annoyed about. <laughs> be not on TV. So I'd start worrying about what content I'm producing, if that's the case. If what I'm producing has a negative bearing on the club, then help us, please. Somebody help us. It just doesn't work, does it? It just it doesn't it doesn't work that way. So you can't look at that. So Joel says criticism of the team for being poor is very valid. It's not being negative, it's being real. Year after year, AFC has declined. And people who watch the club for decades will get very emotional. I think you can have something called positive negativity. I think I was very positive. It's a weird sense. I'm trying to think of the right word. But there was times last season where I was so guilty of backing Arteta in a period. Not backing Arteta, the wrong word. Um, being ignorant to how bad the situation was because I was so desperate for Arteta to succeed that I was like, you know, trust the process. Um it's going to come good and just ignoring what I'm seeing in front of me. And I ignored a lot of the really bad stuff because I was so desperate for Arteta to succeed. And I think it goes both ways. I think you can have toxic negativity as always, but you can also have the opposite. You can also have toxic positivity, which is just being positive for the sake of being positive without being objective. 
And that's a big issue. That's a really, really big problem that needs to change. Um, so Hill says, do you think at times people overanalyze stuff that leads to everyone sticking to whatever their opinion is about rather than broadening their view? Absolutely. So Hill, I think everyone is so scared of being wrong. In football, in social, especially on social media, people are so scared of being wrong. I was so scared of being wrong about Arteta. I really, really put so much, so many minutes, so many hours of this channel into supporting Arteta, into defending Arteta's name, in going on to other channels. Uh, do you remember? I think it was last year I put a tweet out saying, if anyone wants me to come on a channel to defend Arteta, I will. I really regret that tweet. I think it's still up there. I'm not going to delete it because it's, you know, it's part of it's part of where we've come, the journey we've been on. Um, but I'm glad that I didn't do many because at that time it was that festive period where we were, I don't think I've been lower as an Arsenal fan than we were during that period. And any other club would probably move the player on, move the player on, move the coach on. Um, and, and that in itself is, it shows that you need to be objective and you need to just hold your hands up sometimes and say, I was wrong. I was wrong about this. I got it wrong. I got it wrong about the coach. And my viewpoint on the coach has changed. Now there's the opportunity that he could go and prove me wrong again. That's part and parcel of football. Football changes so much that we want him to do that. I want Arteta to prove me wrong because if being wrong is to the benefit of Arsenal Football Club, that's all I want. And that's why I get so frustrated and I shouldn't do, but it's why I get so frustrated at supporters that no matter what is going on, say we won the other day and then there's negativity or trying to point out things that for the sake of being negative, just because either they want the coach to go or they're not happy or because it feeds their style uh, as, as a content creator. However it is, if you can't hold your hands up and say, Arteta got it all so spot on on Friday night, he got the formation right, he got the team selection right, got the subs right, the style of play right, he got it all right. And we we won because of Arteta and because of the players' performances on the day. And as a group, as a collective, Arsenal deserved to win it as the coach, the manager, everything to do with the club was great that day. And if you can't, if you can't separate your pride from being objective about something, social media, content creation is just probably not the place for you. And I would be re I wouldn't really want to be in a crowd like that, is all I would say. I wouldn't want to be in a crowd of people that have no intention of ever changing their view or ever being open to being proven wrong because you can't have a conversation. Um, Tim, it's a good question. Why would you delete it, Tom? It's okay to change your mind about a race in the past. Yeah, and I, and I know that now, Tim, and I, I've definitely del I've deleted stuff on Twitter in the past a lot because I think it was previous embarrassment. And I don't blame people for being embarrassed about opinions they held in the past. And that's part of the reason why I don't like social media. I actually wish that social media would kind of delete tweets after every six months um, because people change. And what you write a year ago, two years ago, last week, sometimes yesterday, even is not necessarily how you feel in the present moment. So I'm not actually against people deleting stuff because they may delete stuff because it's not representative of their opinion anymore. It's not who they are anymore. It's not how they look at the world or a viewpoint or an objection to something anymore. And so I don't really, I wouldn't really criticize someone for deleting a tweet um, or deleting a comment or deleting something like that because it's probably just not how they are anymore. It's just probably not what they think of or as themselves and their own viewpoint anymore. So that's why I think people would delete things because it doesn't represent where they are. 
as a club anymore. So there you go. Um, let's see what Venkatesh is saying because I think there's a lot of people replying to his comments. Um, question. Uh, we saw Arsenal be more aggressive this game. Would it be fair to say if Arteta had world-class players, he could pull off these kind of performances, but only because it's first job that we aren't convinced? Uh, I don't know because he's got a lot of good players and he was definitely underperforming with them last season. So uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think we can just say if he was more experienced. I think that he's, there's been proof that he's struggled um, even with some really good players in his team. Like I think I've said this before. I think we have the fifth best squad in the league. That's where my head's at. I look at this squad and I go, I don't see more than four teams in this league with a better overall squad, not team, overall squad than Arsenal. I don't see it. And so if we don't finish as high as fifth, in my opinion, we would have underperformed. And and that comes down to the coach because I think the players are good enough to reach fifth in the table, in my opinion. Um, they, uh, Christopher says, opinions change all the time. Um, if a manager improves things, then he will change your mind for you. Now we need him to keep improving and put together a consistent run of results and performances. Absolutely. Yes, he'll probably constructive criticism is the word I was definitely looking for. Bingle says, it's okay to enjoy a good win and still have an opinion regarding the larger picture. If you didn't enjoy Friday's win for even a minute, maybe reevaluate. It's a good bit of advice. If for some reason you didn't enjoy us winning on Friday because it meant that Arteta won, I would have, I would, as Bingle says, reevaluate your kind of position as an Arsenal fan. If you didn't enjoy Arsenal winning because it meant that Arteta won, that means that you've gone over a personal line. You've crossed a line there and uh, you should probably try and return to being a bit more sensible and objective <laughs> about things uh, than getting upset over a manager that you don't like winning because that's that's personal, <laughs> which is never good in football. Ethan, my thoughts on the 4-4-2 is that I kind of like it. I think it worked. Um, which I never expected it to. I've never called for a 4-4-2. Fair play to King in our preview show. He called a 4-4-2. He wanted to see it. Fair play to him. He got that spot on. I've never called for a 4-4-2, and it really, really worked. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, hopefully seeing it some more. I think it was great. Uh, Tony says, Arteta is rebuilding the whole squad. Realistically, that takes time. It does take time, Tony. It absolutely does take time. But I, what I would say is that I still think the squad that's available to him now is is a fifth place, is on paper, the fifth best squad in the league. So if he doesn't get fifth spot, I would describe that as an underperformance of what we were capable of doing. Uh, and, and maybe he's getting us to that point where we can compete for a top four place you never know maybe we'll do it this season amazing if we did i don't think we would and i'm happy with top six even though i think sixth is under what this squad has achieved before it gives us the same end result it gives us european football it gives us what we need so i'm fine with that but then the next season if we had another 100 150 million pounds worth of players to the squad in 2022 it might be that i feel that the squad is good enough to compete for a top four place to have a better squad than united liverpool chelsea or city is very very difficult because they have a lot more better players. They've done a lot more good recruitment over a longer period of time. They've spent their money wiser. They've got more money in some cases like Chelsea, United and City in comparison to us. And it's much, much harder. But Arsenal should not have really any excuses about not finishing in the top six for me this season. And if we don't get into the top six this season and we haven't suffered ridiculous injuries to most of the squads, then that is an underachievement. And I would look to change the manager at the end of the campaign. That's just where my head's at on this. Um, Joel says, should we offer Lacazette a new contract? Doesn't feel right letting him go for free. I wouldn't at this moment in time. We'll see where we're at the end of the season. 
if he's done brilliantly, if Aubameyang looks like he could be sold, then give him a one year. Other than that, no, I wouldn't be keeping him at all. So there you go. Um, boom, 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 boom. Sahil says top six with the youngest squad is something to believe in that signing uh, than signing a Willian again <laughs> absolutely uh, Vega Tess says did you see Man City versus Brighton Brighton were giving tough competition to City but at the end quality matters looking at their looking at that are you convinced with the one point oh the one point at Brighton was a good point I have no doubt that getting a, a, a nil-nil draw and keeping a clean sheet at Brighton will prove to be a good point across the season um, because Brighton are a really good side and Graham Potter is proving me wrong and being a really good coach right now. So I I think that that's absolutely fine, uh, that we got a point there. The, the thing that worried me is that if you look at the result, you say the result's good. Arsenal getting a nil-nil draw at Brighton, it's a good result. But the performance that was associated with that nil-nil draw is what I'm more concerned about. And I'm concerned that we see the performance that we put in against Brighton in an offensive sense in upcoming fixtures. That's That's my worry. So that's where I'm at on that one. Simon says, I agree on us having the fifth best squads, but I also don't fully trust my assessment of our own players as it's really hard to be objective when we have a connection to our own players as fans. It's a very good point, Simon. Very mature point. Uh, Yes, we do. But I feel like I can be objective. I feel like I am objective about our players. I mean, I criticise players that I think deserve criticism. I support, I want support. I praise players that deserve praise. And I think that, objectively still that this team is the fifth best squad in the league. I still think objectively that this is, I don't look at Leicester as having a better squad. I think they've got some better players than us, as do West Ham, as do Spurs. I don't think overall any of their squads as a whole is better than ours, personally. I think they're close. I'm not saying it's clear. Uh, I'm saying it's very close, but I think we, we have the fifth best squad is where I'm at with my view on that. Daza says, morning, Tom. I too think we had the fifth best squad with no Europe and plus there's always a team that slip up. I think Arsenal have a great chance to get top four. I mean, you also have to, it's a good point, Daza. We don't have European football. Leicester do. West Ham do. Spurs do. We've got extra recovery time compared to them as well. So that's another advantage that we've got. We've got to kind of use that as well. Anyway. I'm a bit busy today, so I'm going to wrap things up there. I've gone a little bit longer um, because I won't be doing a show this afternoon slash this evening uh, on my channel. Uh, I will be joining Potsy and Judges a little bit later on their channel, I believe, uh, this evening. So make sure that you are subscribed to Lee Judges TV if you haven't done so already. If you don't like it, don't subscribe to it and don't watch it. It's as simple as that. But don't go up and abuse people, (laughs) I think, is the lesson that we've learned today. If you don't like something, don't watch it. Don't associate yourself with it. Don't act upon it. Just get on with your life and be happy. I will see you guys very, very soon. Uh, obviously, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. again to provide you the latest Arsenal content and keep you up to date what's been going on. Drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And as always, up the Arsenal. Have a great day, guys. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there! 
there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.